Thank you so much. It is such a joy and an honor to be with you this morning, um, just to be included in the worship. And I actually came to Salem in 2002 um, to a church just right down the street, the Salem First Free Methodist Church, the Fountain Church down there. But this is actually my first time here in, in this space. I've been um, a good friend to the pastors who have been here and ministry leaders and have really been so thankful for this community in so many ways, not just recently. When you guys opened your um, food pantry, we actually came over here to, to learn. We were hearing that you were doing it in a beautiful way and in a beautiful posture towards the people that you were inviting in. And even now, um, most weeks, um, you come to mind in gratitude and thankfulness for the way that you are partnering with Church at the Park in the safe parking program. Um, so it was mentioned that I am also at the Salem Leadership Foundation. So in 2005, we did a church plant um, in South Salem, and those aren't always the easiest things to do. And um, started Church at the Park in 2007, and I was looking for other partnership ways to come together. We actually, my wife and I, we went to uh, Salem Leadership Foundation Fancy Dessert, and um, my spouse, Gabby, she said, oh, I think I want to work for that place. But unfortunately for her, I beat her to it and have been with SLF um, since 2008. And so um, as I come to this morning, I was looking at where God has been leading New Hope and some of the values that you guys are really leaning into. And that word transformation stood out to me. And the, the words you put around that are obedience and practice um, in the area of becoming. So if we're people who are becoming who God has created us to be, then that transformation comes through this obedience and practice. And so when I thought about, I wanna share the good things about Church at the Park and what God has been teaching us in this area. And I want to encourage you this morning where you're at as a church community. The, the thing that came together was transformational hospitality. So this morning is going to be all about how God transforms us in and through the practice of hospitality. So it was um, right around 2007, and I was ministering um, in traditional ways, you know, out of our church um, building there. And anytime unsheltered, unhoused, homeless folks would come, I just want to tell you, it was not my best day. I didn't look forward to it. I would feel intimidated. I would feel, you know, afraid. Like I never felt adequate in terms of being able to minister to people or direct people. And so when our church leadership decided, oh, we want to go and we want to do a potluck meal at Cascade Gateway Park, and we'll just kind of see what happens. We're going to share some food, we're going to pray for people, and we're going to see what God is up to. So we did that, and I was thinking, you know, it went all right. 
It wasn't as scary as I thought. Um, but then this woman named Julie, she said, you know, God is really laying a passage on my heart today after our serving of the meal. And she stood up and she read this passage from Luke 14, starting with verse 12. It's going to be our passage for the day to sit with, you know, hospitality. It said this, Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back and so you'll be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you'll be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. When she finished reading, she said, I've been a Christian for as long as I can remember. I was raised in a Christian home. I've got my own household now. But today was the first day I've ever been obedient to Jesus in that way. Seems like a clear call. She said, can we keep being obedient to Jesus in this way? And so in that moment, we said, yes, we'll, we'll keep being obedient. And it started out as one potluck meal. And all we said is, we're going to do a potluck meal once a month and see what happens. And so what happened was, if you go to the next slide, um, we started seeing these changes. But the changes weren't actually in the unsheltered folks that we were serving the meal to. It was in us. Our leadership, our people started changing. We started wanting to know how could we help more? How can we be different? How can we love more? And so in the passage, we'll see when Jesus invites us to throw this banquet for the poor, the crippled, the lame, he doesn't say they will be blessed. He actually says, you will be blessed. He actually says, this is part of how I'm going to make you my disciples. This is how you're going to begin to look like children of God is in the obedience and practice of this. And we found that to be true. The good news is I'm going to tell you a bunch of stories about how people get mutually transformed. And both our church folks and the unsheltered started getting transformed. But I want to say, God needed to do the work in us first. Um, and then things have gotten way out of control. So right now, we share about 150 meals a day. And we think God is asking us to do more. And when I say we, I mean the church in Salem. Church of the Park just gets to sit sometimes at the front of the line and help people connect with other folks. Um, we have very active partnerships with at least 20 churches right now, which we consider you one of those very active partners who you've helped us with things like Room in the Inn. You've helped us with things this last Christmas, like 12 Days of Christmas, and you've been hosting people 
opening a table right here on this property. And I'm here to thank you and celebrate with you that lives are being transformed and they're transformed through your hospitality. As we talk in this next slide about what we call spiritual friendship, we recognize this truth that lives are only transformed relationally. Jesus showed us that he wanted to get close to humanity. He wanted to get right in the midst of what we were doing. And that's how he was going to show off his love. And that's how people were going to be changed. We have found exactly the same thing at Church of the Park. People don't get transformed very much who just swing by and pick up a food box or grab a meal or get a set of clothing. They start to get transformed when our lives begin to rub up against each other a lot more when we're trying to help someone um, get into an addiction recovery program, when we're trying to help someone get into housing, when we're walking with someone on through why is their relationship with their family so broken. Um, I was very, you know, alive to the, the realities of relationship this morning. So of these, you know, 150 meals every day, you know, 30 days in a month, today, the third Sunday of the month is when me and my family, we take charge of, you know, the breakfast for the day. So before this time this morning, I was like dropping off the breakfast, getting it all ready, getting it cooked out, laid out. And one of the gals who's been with us for years, um, Kelly, we helped walk her into a job and into an apartment. She rolls up just as I'm leaving and she's like, where do you think you're going? I baked a cake today for Bernie's birthday. <laughs> you can't be leaving. <laughs> and, you know, Bernie um, is one of those folks. I met him the first meal that we had at the park. And Bernie, we're still walking towards this transformation. It has not been easy. And yet folks are still loving him. They're making those relational investments. They keep opening the table because it's transforming to them. And we're praying it's going to be transforming to Bernie. I want to tell you about one other gal. Um, this picture is of Eugene and Julie on, on the next slide. So um, Eugene and Julie, I met them um, just a few years into our hospitality, and they are such characters, just amazing life story. And um, they repair bikes for people out there at the park. And Julie was just volunteering all the time all the time. And so we shared with Julie, like, Julie, if you will stay clean this next winter, we would love for you to work with one of our women's shelter efforts. And she said, absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to get clean and I'm going to stay clean. I would love to help in that way. So Julie did that. Um, she passed every drug test, and she just served our women there uh, at State Street, 
just beautifully. And then we were moving into um, what I'm going to share with you, these sheltering pods. And there didn't end up being an initial space for Julie. And, you know, we had this meeting and we're both crying and saying like, okay, Julie, you're not going to have a, a job right now. And yet we want to be here for you as the church. We still love you. I was amazed that that next week, Julie showed up at the church to volunteer. And she's continued to volunteer, to sort mail. And um, I share that story because of just this reality of relationships need to be deeper than even just a job, even just one opportunity. And that that's transformational hospitality. So I want to look, um, highlight the, the part of the passage here. Um, we know that we feel called to these folks who are on our sidewalks. We know when we drove by that mission, um, that Market Street exit, that we didn't want that as a community and that we needed to do something in our desire to do something, I just want to call us as the faith community that our goal is not just to get people off the streets. Our goal is not just to fill bellies or to hand out blankets. We are God's people. Our goal is to give and help people with an abundant life. To live new lives. For those folks that you see on the side of the road, to be new and new creations. Not just to be off the streets. Not just to be housed. So the way that we have talked about that is we are about this work of mutual transformation. I've shared with you already that it was me and us who were transformed first. And there are these powerful words that we use, and they're still in my language sometimes, that I'm doing ministry to the homeless. And I'm doing meals and things for the homeless. And we have realized that we wanna be transformed that we're doing things with other people. We are helping them with their goals. We're helping them with the reconnection with their families, honoring the fact that even though they don't have a house, they're still people made in the image of God, that God values and loves them just as much as he values and loves me. And so the thing we've done really practically is if someone is coming to get a service, we try to not exclude asking them if they want to serve. Do they want to help pack up the food boxes? Do they want to help sort the clothes? And we've tried over these last, you know, 12 years to include those who are unsheltered in every area of leadership. Right now, we're in this 
crazy season through the pandemic where the city of Salem has basically said to Church of the Park, whatever you need, you've got it if you can help. And in our commitment, not just to do things to people, not just to provide housing for the unsheltered, we've made a commitment that any staffing that we get to hire, we're gonna hire at least half folks who have life experience being homeless because we want them to be experiencing the benefits and we want to say, you know, they're the best ones to understand those folks who are unsheltered and they need to be a part of this transformation process. So the next slide is about partnership. And um, I don't want people to get this idea that DJ is so great or Church at the Park is so great and you know they, they know everything about homelessness and they can solve these problems. It is God's people. It is the church who God wants to use to bring healing and transformation to our city. We want to speak blessing, come alongside and be with any congregation who feels any amount of calling to those who are unsheltered. For some reason, God has asked me to give leadership to this for a season, but the only thing I wanna do is help New Hope do what God has called them to do with people parking on the property, with other ways that you can provide hospitality. It is not what I want you to hear this morning that Church at the Park is so great. I want you to hear that God can do amazing things in this area of hospitality when we're obedient and when we just practice. I would have never guessed we'd be doing 150 meals a day when I said, oh, I can be a part of a potluck once a month. That's what I said yes to, <laughs> a potluck once a month. So may, maybe that's what you can say yes to, helping with a meal once a month. Um, so let's go to that slide about one shelter in all eight wards. Um, as I kind of bring us to the place, I want you to be prayerful about what is God calling you to in the area of hospitality and the first thing God, I think, always wants us to do is to be grateful for what he's already done. So he has already been doing great things in your life. He's already been doing beautiful things with new hope in the area of hospitality. This is not a call out of lack. I, I think Church at the Park, we're already got our hands wide open and saying, we, we can help serve these folks, but God always seems to want to give us more. He always seems to want to entrust us with more. So we've been serving those folks at Cascade Gateway Park for the last 12 years. And we feel very called to say, stay in that space, to offer navigation and prayer and food. Um, we feel very called to continue the safe parking program at any church who wants to open their parking lot. But God seems to be asking us to do this um, transitional shelter project. 
We have 20 shelters at the old DMV site where we're serving mainly ladies there. Next week, we're gonna open a site with 30 more shelters. And then by the end of the year, we're gonna open another site with 30 more shelters. But we feel like God has said, the whole city can be mutually transformed by seeing and caring for these folks, the poor, the blind, the lame. And I think if he was talking today, he would say, those who are addicted, those who are felons, those who have been domestically abused in their relationships, those that I see that are mentally ill, invite those people to my table because if you do, you will be blessed. And if you do, I can bless them too. So we feel called Church of the Park in partnership with any and every other church in Salem. We feel called to open these eight shelters in the next few years. So I want to go to the text one more time before I see and celebrate with you two beautiful people who maybe you know and maybe you don't know that they've been staying here at New Hope. Um, but I want you to hear this passage today and I just want you to let Holy Spirit encourage you, challenge you, show you what you should be grateful for, show you maybe what he has for you this fall. So Jesus said to his host, that's us, his church. When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back and so you'll be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. That is us, God's people. Those who have our hope in the resurrection, all of us are at that table. So my challenge to you is, where is God asking you to make a seat at the table for one of these folks? Um, and the best way to do it is in community, not on our own. Um, so I wanna share this beautiful story with you that you are a part of. So I hope you see this next video as a huge celebration of what God is doing through you already. So I'm John Marshall, and I get to be one of the pastors with Church at the Park and also serve as program director for Church at the Park. One of the programs that I am most closely involved with is our safe parking program, which is a temporary and transitional and semi-residential option for folks living in vehicles and trailers and RVs to have a safe and legal place to be overnight, and sometimes even longer than overnight. 
uh, but the program is designed to offer those spaces in partnership and relationship with churches in the city of Salem who are interested in offering uh, a safe place of respite for folks who need it most. Uh, and so as, as is our goal with anything that we're doing at Church of the Park, it is designed to be relational. It's designed to invite those who know what life is like on the margins and those who don't to begin to see each other uh, and be in relationship with each other. I'm super privileged to introduce Deb and Bruce. They have been some of our longest participants in the program and some uh, individuals who I have been so blessed to get to know. Uh, and so this is uh, our opportunity to hear Bruce and Deb's story and what, uh, what Safe Parking has offered for, for their life. Uh, basically, we had a home for a very long time, and uh, I got sick first um, with chronic lymphocytic leukemia and had to stop working. And Bruce supported us for about a year, year and a half, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And then his COPD got the better of him, and he couldn't work any longer either. Yeah, after we found out we were going to lose our house, we bought a motorhome. Not that we had a lot of funds, but we still managed to uh, buy a motorhome and live in it. When the day came that we moved, I, I had no idea where we were going to do, where we were going to park or anything like that. First place we parked was Cascade Gateway. <clears throat> then we heard that uh, Church in the Park was giving away uh, lunch boxes and stuff like that. So, and they go, hey, you can drive over there and check it out if you want. And, so we finally did and got in the program over there of safe parking. You know, we were able to park there, get food there, uh, have support, you know, with uh, you connecting us with programs that might eventually get us housing, which, you know, we're still waiting for. Then the safe parking at churches popped up and, or just safe parking at huge parking lots where somebody owned the property and didn't mind uh, RV parking on their property. So that's how we actually got involved in the whole program. And we were grateful when that started. But uh, yeah, we appreciated that completely because we didn't know what we were doing. Basically living in an RV, never had that experience before. And it's, it's pretty tough when you're living on the street. And, and now we're here at this New Hope Church and we can plan our day. We don't have to move our trailer. Uh, we don't have to worry about vandalism or violence or anything like that, which was our big issue when we were parked on the street. Knowing that you're not going to have to get up and move in four hours or get that knock on the door in the middle of the night telling you to vacate the premises, um, it, it, you sleep better. Um, also, being parked in, like here, where we get to stay 24-7, uh, saves a lot of money on gas, uh, not having to run the motor home at four miles a gallon, um, which provides us with more food and uh, other amenities, you know, clothing. Um, you, you just, you don't feel like you need to lock yourself away in the RV, close all the curtains and hope nobody sees you, you know, you hide away. Up until we got uh, to the safe parking, we were kind of looked down on by everybody around us. So therefore, <clears throat> having a place to park allows us to feel more human, 
and not quite like, you know. Um, Don't have to lock yourself away. Ashamed. Ashamed. Yeah. You know, that you're in an RV and, you know, trying to find somewhere to be. You know, the parking at a church versus parking on the street or parking at Winco um, gives a person that a little more of that humanity back. Being in a church atmosphere, you know, brings a little more back to you, you know, that you don't have just being out parked somewhere on the street. Um, so it's nice also being able to get in touch with um, God in a sense again too. Thank you for offering the, that, that, that picture into what it is to live out of a vehicle and what it means just to have a safe place where you feel secure. I think it is beautiful and encouraging to me to listen to you two talk about just a safe environment allows you to be in relationship with the world around you in a way that yeah. makes you feel like yourself, yeah. in a way that makes you feel human, yeah. in a way that allows you to believe and then begin pursuing that that a, a, a better, more stable life is even possible to you. Yeah. Um, so thanks for thanks for sharing that and letting us in to your experiences. A helping hand used to bother me, not so much anymore. But everything changes, <laughs> and for a good way. So. What a beautiful story. And I don't think it's, man, I don't think it's by chance when we're, uh, when we're tempted to be distracted in this world um, at this current season. I mean, there, are, there is a siren song everywhere. Pay attention to this. Pay attention to that. What you put on your face or uh, like all of that. But, but right now, we had a chance to see what is important, that the kingdom of God is going forward, that it can't be stopped. As people practice radical hospitality, as they lean into, even when it's uncomfortable, saying, do whatever it takes to let the love of Jesus go forth. We see what is taking place. It can't be stopped. And it's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. So DJ, thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart, um, parts of your story. Uh, it is beautiful. I'm challenged by you, not just as a fellow pastor. I am, <laughs> but I'm challenged by you as someone who follows Jesus, that you love Jesus and you walk out these ways in uh, pretty uncomfortable ways, and you just step right into it. And thank you for calling us all to that high bar. So can, can we thank DJ for his time? Mm. Thank you so much. Well, uh, I'm going to pray in just a second here, but I'll, I'll invite uh, any Stephen ministers or the, or the pastoral team. If you have a prayer need, would you stick around? We would love to pray for you. We see um, God moving all the time through the prayers of his, uh, of his people. And we loved seeing you. Thank you for being with us. Uh, we'll be here next week. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel. And uh, you can join us afterwards for a wonderful barbecue. Not a barbecue, a fiesta. Got it. Nailed it. Well, Lord, thank you for your body. Thank you for your gathered body that, God, even 
Even right now, it may look a little different, but we still get to gather and we celebrate you. We hear your words, we worship you, and we gather hope and courage for a fresh week to go out and practice radical hospitality, Lord. Uh, Bless DJ, bless Church at the Park, um, God, and give us wisdom on how we continue to partner with that, Lord. We trust you. You're doing amazing things. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, good to be with you all. If you need prayer, stick and stay. We'd love to pray with you, and we'll see you next week. Thanks.